welcome back to another episode of How to Live the Podcast. We are your hosts, Jess and Steph Dadon. Feeling very cozy. I currently have a heat pack on my belly. And a panther at our feet. Not a real panther. That is our dog's name, just in case you were concerned. So what's on for your week? Uh, Well, I have a sound meditation class that I'm going to tomorrow, which I'm very excited about. And also I'm going to this Buddhist Dharma Dialogues thing this week. Stay tuned for how that goes. Oh, do you want to come by the way? Such a spiritual week. Yeah, I definitely want to come on Tuesday to the Dharma Dialogue. Okay, awesome. I will see you there. I'll send you the details. But also this week we have some really exciting things happening in Melbourne and beyond. On Thursday, we are having a pop-up at David Jones in Burke Street, Melbourne. So we will basically be doing another anklet twerk shop, which is where we make those awesome anklets and we'll have delicious treats, a few surprises. So if you are in the area, come down. It is this Thursday, 5 p.m. till 9 p.m. We hope to see you there. But also we have something really exciting that's been in the works for a very long time. Tell them, Jess. Oh my goodness. I can't believe it's finally time to announce this. So basically, way back when, seven years ago, when we started How to Live, Seven Plus, sunglasses were our thing. The reason they were our thing was because we didn't like being in photos. So we always just put sunglasses on our face like they were shields from the camera. And then it wasn't really like our faces were in the photos that much. So we have a lifelong love of sunglasses. So it only made perfect sense that we somehow figure out a way to create our own. So we decided to team up with our amazing friends at Paired Eyewear. Ed and Sammy are literally the best, the founders of Paired. We've known them for five plus years. They're freaking fabulous. Plus, we love wearing their sunglasses. You've probably seen us wearing them before. So we have an amazing collection of four styles that are launching this Friday. You heard it here first. They have been lovingly designed by us in collaboration with Paired. They have gorgeous details. You will be able to shop them this Friday at tubes.com. That's T-W-O-O-B-S. And stay tuned on our socials all week long for previews of these amazing sunglasses that we just know you're going to love. A bit of a shameless plug saying the website address. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. So today on the podcast, we have the incredible founders of Levane Bakery. That's Pam Weeks and Connie McDonald. They are best friends and business partners who first founded their bakery Levane in 1995 in the Upper West Side of Manhattan. They now have five bakeries around New York and growing. So Levain is our absolute favorite bakery in New York. You would know them from these amazing fat chocolate chip cookies that you would be seeing all over Instagram. Their bakeries literally have a line around the corner every single day. And we were really excited to get to sit down with Pam and Connie on our recent trip to New York in the basement of one of their bakeries. Yes, we did have a bakery tour after. Yes, we did have a giant tray of cookies throughout this whole interview. So just excuse us if you hear some crunching noises. So a fun fact about the cookies that not everybody knows is Pam and Connie were training for Iron Man's or men, I don't know how to say that. And they needed a high energy food 
food. So they actually came up with this cookie recipe to eat while they were training for their Iron Man slash men. It is six ounces, which for all you Aussies out there is just a whole lump of deliciousness. In this chat today, you will hear us speak to Pam and Connie about how they have built such an incredible business that has a cult celebrity following, including Taylor Swift and Blake Lively, what it's like working in a partnership, and of course we chat about how many cookies they've eaten in a day. Stick around till the end of the episode to find out which performer and international celebrity what is on next week. And in the meantime, get the cookies and milk ready and enjoy Connie and Pam. Do you want to try a cookie while it's warm before we start? Yeah, I actually do. Okay, I'm going to eat a cookie. Mmm. <laughs> Delicious. What a fun start to an interview. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So we were just having a chat about how we don't have any epic chocolate chip cookies in Australia. And so we wanted to ask you, do you know that you have like this hectic cult following for Levain chocolate chip cookies all the way over there in Australia? (laughs) Yeah. Like, were you aware of that fact already? I don't think we knew that. Oh my God. (laughs) We knew we had a cult following. We didn't know that it reached you know, around the world. Oh, this that is a global well, health we didn't know. We didn't know it reached Australia. Yeah, no. So the last time we were here, actually, I think it was about a year ago. And um, so we got chocolate chip cookies from Levain on the very last day that we were here. We had Tupperware with us. Like it was like this whole kind of situation that we created. And we put them in the Tupperware. We sealed them. And then we didn't open them till we got to the office on Monday for all of the people that work in our office. Which may or may not be illegal because Australia has really strict agricultural laws. So let's just say that was potentially a made up story. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but like we sh- we saw you do shipping now, right? Like you ship around the globe? Is that true? We, sh- we only ship within the U.S. right now. Oh, okay. But we never said that ever. could change. That well, could change. We holiday in Hawaii occasionally. Like could you oh, can ship there? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. No way. Yeah. That's the best news ever. <laughs> <laughs> Hawaii and chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, like yeah. that was the best holiday ever. Exactly. Like, and Aussies Hawaii. go all the time to Hawaii on holidays, so they knew they could get like. Levain shipped over there. Spread the word. Oh, we are right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so we were so excited because I guess for us being such big fans of Levain for a long time, we feel like we know so much about the cookie and we've eaten it so many times, but we don't really know about the two of you, Pam and Connie, the faces behind the cookie. And even like getting this, like, you know, we're sitting in the basement at one of your bakeries right now, <laughs> like getting this feeling for like behind the scenes of Levain, a tray of cookies has just come in for our interview like this is so cool to just like actually you know get this look behind the scenes so we'd love to know like where did you guys grow up and was there like always a love of baking and sweets in your families there was in my family (laughs) I grew up on Long Island not too far from the city and yeah we had my mom was a really good cook and a really good baker so we always had freshly baked things and I started baking when I was pretty pretty little I can't not have dessert. And I don't think we had anything packaged, like a, a packaged cookie, f- for a really long time. Oh, so, my mom so everything made, was freshly baked. Everything was freshly baked, and we had many containers, like tins of different kinds of cookies at all times. And we usually had a cake or a pie for after dinner dessert. 
Yeah. It's so, just the most important part of the meal, isn't it? For me, it is. <laughs> yeah, we feel the same way. We're like huge, huge dessert fans. Yeah. Like, I don't even care about a main meal. Like, I don't either. Get the savory <laughs> food away from me. Bring on the sweets. Yeah, I, I agree. And what about you, honey? I grew up in upstate New York, about two and a half hours north of the city. And I grew up in a diabolical opposite household that Pam did. It was, sweets were kind of frowned upon. So I'm making up for lost time. <laughs> you sure <laughs> so did you always like when you went to parties were you like that kid that was like sneaking all the traits from the tech you know like didn't leave the snack yeah, table yeah you know right because it's yeah when I was at home like a little box of raisins was oh. was the, yeah yeah so totally filling the pockets you know I'd go on an extra long bike ride and maybe take a detour you know? <laughs> was it because your parents were like so ahead of the time that they knew that like you know healthy eating was like a good thing or were they just my mother who was an just an amazing woman did have a thing about food and so I was it's it's a funny joke that we used to get these little back in the 60s and 70s they published these pocket-sized calorie counting books that you could put <laughs> in your pockets so you could always find out exactly how many calories you were eating and they could they would often be a stocking stuffer no yes. way. yeah oh my goodness it's those little <laughs> So you really are making up for lost time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's amazing. We actually had a cousin, I remember, who like, ne- they never had any sweets, but they did have these biscuits called digestives. Do you remember oh, them? Oh, no. I know those. those yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think it was because like back in the day, they were like high in fiber in quotation mm-hmm. marks. So they were like a little bit healthy, but probably not. It was probably the same thing. as like an Oreo anyway. Right. <laughs> That's so funny. So fast forwarding a little bit from you guys being in one sweet filled household and one sweet deprived household. <laughs> Connie, you were working in banking. Is that right? Yes. And Pam in fashion. Yes. How did you guys meet? We met at a swimming pool, a YWCA on the Upper East Side, and I think, how old were we, 27? 27. We were swimming there with a group of people, and we got to be friends, and most of the people were actually men that we were swimming with, and they all did these triathlons, and we were like, what's that about? And they really encouraged us to start doing them, so Connie and I, there there were four women who were swimming with all these guys, but Connie and I decided we'd start to train for one of these races. So we really got to know each other a lot yeah, better doing this training. It's kind of, you know, <laughs> you do one and then you, know, you become so competitive with yourself. It was just like, you know. And, just, and everybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's just like you want you know, you to do, you know, your next races. So we spent probably about seven years, I think, just racing, you know, a lot. And it was, it was yeah. so much fun. It was mm. really great. It was really good because you could eat a lot too. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, you, yeah, that's yeah. great. I know. That's my favorite part. I recently discovered hiking. Uh-huh. And like, I yeah. just love that, like, at the end of it, you were just like so hungry and you get to eat anything you want. Like, right. So, really, it's a right. nice balance because I think that food and eating is like such a pleasurable, important part of life that you can't just eat if you don't get some exercise you got to move a little bit too yeah like you don't feel good otherwise yeah. right so you kind of spent like six or seven years like training together and forming this awesome bond so when is it that baking came into the mix I think in the middle of that it was that you left your mm-hmm. job kind of decided to go to culinary school at some point in there yeah I was having a pretty unsuccessful investment banking <laughs> career, also unfulfilling for me, and had been cooking for different parties and things and thought, well, maybe I should just jettison from this and do something, you know, so thought catering 
would be something that would be much more fulfilling than that. So I went to cooking school where I discovered bread baking and fell in love with it like from the moment I touched the dough. I love that you were both taking on things at that point that like men typically do, you know, like investment banking and like triathlon, swimming kind of things. Like, did you feel like you were outsiders there and you wanted to break the mold a little bit? I don't think we thought about it, but I think that I was raised by parents who told me that I could do anything I wanted to do and I needed to do what I wanted to do and be able to take care of myself and not depend on anybody else. I agree with Pam that we never, I didn't think about it like that, like, oh, we're, you know, we're trailblazing this. But in hindsight, there weren't many people like doing what we were doing. Connie, after you had gone to culinary school, like when did you get involved, Pam? Well, I always like to bake and and as you just heard and I made bread as well and I enjoyed that and so we were training for an Ironman triathlon and as part of that training we'd spend Saturdays riding because we generally do between like 100 and 150 miles so it would pretty much take up the better part of the day but it wasn't hard riding it was kind of like enjoyable and social if not the whole thing, but parts of it. <laughs> so we'd spend a lot of time talking if it was just the two of us riding, which sometimes it was, often it was, I guess. And, you know, we got to know what we wanted to do. And both of us, it turned out, had visions of having our own businesses someday. A bakery was not one of them, I don't think, for either one of us. I mean, I kind of thought it would be more fashion-related, more creative in that kind of sense. But baking's also really creative and... Connie was working at a restaurant at some point in that timeline, and it became apparent that the restaurant was not going to survive, and she thought that she was going to be the next one to be let go. But it was a huge kitchen, which is unusual for New York. So she said, do you want to try this with me and barter space for products? So that's sort of how we got into it. It was really not a long, thought-out yeah, write a business plan. And it was just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, things were so much more simple then. Oh, let's try it, make up some business cards. Yeah, sometimes you just have yeah. to dive in and yeah. follow your gut and, and so figure it out and not not have it be so planned. I mean, you learn a lot by doing it. Mm-hmm. Can't tell you how many people we meet with that are so successful now that just say the exact same thing. Yeah. That like, you just got to like jump in and do it. And I think the kinds of people that have that entrepreneurial spirit that mm-hmm. do just dive in are often the most successful. Like right. you can go to business school for years, but you can't be yeah. taught to just go for it. Well, and it's funny as well, because just hearing you talk about it, I feel like it's the opposite of like what people feel now. Like people my age who are like starting a business, you have to take all the right steps. And if you took yeah. one wrong step, then you would just fail. So like, don't even bother, you know, it needs to be so planned out. So it's kind of cool. Like I'm sure starting a business in the nineties has its own issues. Like there's no Instagram to get your name out there and stuff like that. <laughs> That's but it, true. It does, like there are aspects of it that seem a lot less daunting, I guess. Oh, yeah, I agree. It was, it was every, we didn't even have cell phones when we started. Yeah. So, well, you know. You didn't? No. <laughs> we had a friend who was in business school at Columbia about the same time we were starting the bakery and we'd compare notes and they were doing everything that we were doing kind of in theory, but we were actually doing it, which was much more interesting to both of us. And it took our friend like another 15 years before she had the guts to start her business. Like, it's almost like she knew too much. It was a blessing not to know all the issues for sure yeah Yeah. and not to have people taking pictures and posting them of all your mistakes (laughs) (laughs) 
well, now they're taking pictures and posting them of all your cookies, which is amazing. (laughs) So obviously like the cookies are just like the hero and we would love to hear that story of how you actually came up with this idea for this amazing chocolate chip cookie. It's such a simple story. (laughs) It wasn't, you know, (laughs) we made the cookies again when we were, you know, training for all these races and we, we, we would just make them and take them with us and love them and dig into them when we were riding or when we finished. And to fast forward to when we were in the bakery, um, when we first opened and it wasn't very busy. And, you know, we made a batch of the cookies. And back then a batch of the cookies was 12 cookies. <laughs> you know, so we thought, oh, we'll make a batch of the cookies and see what happens. And so made a batch and just stuck a, like a little piece of paper in it, you know, chocolate chip walnut cookie. It was way underpriced. <laughs> I got in a little trouble for that. But, it's like, did but, you cost that? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Dive right in, right? Right, right. right. I, I just made it up. But, um, so, Same. But, yeah. But they sold. And then the next day, it was like, well, I don't feel like making those. So, you know, we didn't make them. And people were like, well, where are those cookies? Where are those cookies? Like, oh, oh, it's like, okay. I can't win. So we made, you know, 12 more. And then within two years, which... I mean, to a lot of people, it sounds like a long time, but in our, in our long time, it's career, not. it's not really. <laughs> you know, the New York Times had found them and wrote an article in the in the food section that they were possibly the best chocolate chip cookie in Manhattan. Oh, my God. Incredible. It, what that what was, was that like incredible. for you? That was incredible. That was so exciting. Because I we mean, were like The New York super, Times. It was basically Pam and I in the bakery. And the night before this happened, I was out in the front mopping and... Pam was in the back just, like, organizing everything that I needed to have. <laughs> but, and, um, and the phone rang, and I answered it. And it was a woman who's from the New York Times. And I just thought that she was, like, selling subscriptions. And I was, like, <laughs> uh, I was, like, really tired. And, you know, she's like, you know, we want to fe- feature you in the temptation section of the New York Times. I was like, really? Is this a joke? I was like, wow. And she's like, yeah, I'm fact-checking. And I was like, wow, really? I was like, when is this? going to be published she's like well tomorrow like, oh my goodness and so you know excited got up the next morning I was like I'm going to go buy a newspaper and we had no money and Pam's like don't buy it unless it's good (laughs) (laughs) don't afford to buy the newspaper right it was just like so it was awesome and uh, several copies yeah and uh it was worth it it was definitely worth spending the cash yeah yeah yeah. and and the New York Times was like 25 cents then. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah. And we ran to the bakery and the phone was actually like ringing, you know, well, like Because a the lot. New York Times at that time, I mean, people read the paper, like the actual paper, and they read it all over the world. And it was amazing. People were calling from all over to get more information. So it was really... It so was great. Big change, kind of a pivotal moment. That is so incredible. I mean, like so much about that is just so amazing. But I love that it kind of took two years to get to that point during that time, like you guys are just like slugging away at the bakery. Did it feel ever like, what are we doing? Like, why have we kind of like left our jobs to start making bread? Or were you just like, this is awesome. We're living the dream, whether or not people are coming. We're just having the best time. We did. Yeah, we had a really good time. That's what I was going to say. I'm not sure we were saying we were living the dream, but we weren't sorry we did it. You know, we worked really hard and we had a focus on what we were doing and we were having so much fun. We had so much fun. Like the the neighborhood neighborhood, people, everyone would come on Saturday mornings and, you know, they'd come in and some people would have their dogs with them and, you know, we made so many good friends that we still have to this day. Yeah, yeah. No, the staff. people we worked with were great, and it was, and still are. But it was not easy at all. It was like so hard and dirty, and 
hard. Well, we but had some people say, like, what are you doing? Just, like, say you made a mistake and close and move <laughs> on. And we're like, no way, because we don't think we made a mistake. You just have to be patient. It takes time yeah. to build a business and... You know, we were doing all right. Yeah, and it, the encouraging thing was it may have been little gains, but every week we got busier. Yeah. Maybe $25 busier or <laughs> no, yeah, it was small, but yeah. it was always something. We were going in the right direction. Right. And also like being in business with your best friend, that had to be so cool. Were there any ever any like issues around that? Or was it just, you know, Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion, opening up your store <laughs> together, this is, this is the best? You could say like Jess and Steph, how to live there. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to say that it's been great. And I, I, I say, like, I know, but I say kind we'll of like- We'll ask you for your true answer I know, when like, out of the room later. Ad yeah. nauseum though, like, so it's been 25 years. And, you know, Pam is my best friend. And if it were a different outcome, if I was sitting here alone or Pam was sitting here alone talking about, like, the business partner that we, you know, lost 15 years ago, I wouldn't think of it as a success story. Mm. That would be really sad. So, yeah. I mean, it's not that we haven't had differences of opinion. I mean, everybody does. But I think that our core values are essentially the same. And on big decisions, we always have the same answer and we always agree immediately. It's like amazing. I think that over the years, maybe we spent more time working together than playing together because we just didn't have time to do both mm. but it's been really fun I mean I can't think of anything more fun than working every day with your best friend yeah it sounds like you guys have that real like secret source of the right partnership it's kind of like the other day someone said to me if Steph's turned around tomorrow and said I don't want to be in the business anymore like what would you do and I was like well, I wouldn't want to be in the business anymore. Yeah. Like, majority of the fun is like the fact that we do it together. Yeah, and it exactly. sounds like similar to the two of you, which is so special, I think. And you also mentioned there that like your core values are similar. Like what are those values that you kind of bring into your business? Neither of us will ever give up. You yeah. know, that's like the first thing. And I trust Pam more than anything. And yeah. I know that there was never a moment where I thought, I'm working so hard and like, where is she? She's doing nothing. I mean, yeah. it was always that we were in it together and we had things happen that were at the moment you thought, oh God, how are we ever going to get this open today? Yeah. Incredible things. And we always got the stores open on time, even if there were floods and because yeah. we were always just working well, we together. We all said that we're stronger together than we are individually. Like we really support each other. Yeah, and you're so right that, like, trust is such a it's big, so important key. part of a yeah. partnership. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, without that, you really have nothing. And nothing. I, and I, I never, you, it never even entered yeah. my mind. And going back to our values, I mean, we did this because we wanted to have fun. We wanted to make people happy. We wanted to be a part of a community. We didn't think, oh, what can we do to make a lot of money? Yeah, like, that wasn't money. why we did it. We wanted to enjoy, like, every day. You spend more of your life working than not, so... Might as totally. well be fun. Totally. Yeah. And I think so many people do go into business like 
worried about dollars and that's yeah. often, that's often when like you just like don't really have a soul to your business yeah. right. whereas like yeah when I've like looked up you know we've been doing a lot of research about you guys and you talk so much about how like it really does make people so happy like yeah. locals travelers everyone's coming here yeah. and this cookie and your products are making people so happy and that's such an important driver well it's so it's gratifying so, yeah I mean I feel so lucky to do to something to do it Every day that makes people like ridiculously happy, like yeah. grown men coming in, like skipping, with their friends, skipping, like, skipping. And, yeah. they're, and they're coming in and like you know, it's crazy and it's so nice and it's so nice to see people getting along, doing something like really wholesome and really fun, and to think that we created it and we, yeah. not only the cookies but like this atmosphere of the bakery where it's just like a fun place to come. We want you know. people working here to have a good time. We want people visiting to have a good time. And we, we made a T-shirt a couple years ago that you can probably relate to that was World Peace One Cookie at a Time because people stand in line at 74th Street from all over the world and make friends, like friends that they stay in touch with. It's just, it's amazing. You're just so like, right. Hmm, why can't it just be like this? Well, yeah. Everywhere? And like, it's a pretty incredible thing that the other day Steph and I saw a musical and we were commenting on how like, it's so amazing the way that can bring people together in a way that Steph can have completely different like views to me on politics mm-hmm. or family or whatever. Yeah. But then that really brings you together. And it sounds like that's exactly what you guys are doing with the cookie. You know, it's like, yeah. okay, well, we might not agree on all these things, but right now let's just have an epic chocolate chip cookie and yeah. enjoy the shit out of it exactly exactly Exactly. and I have to say like you know there are a lot of cues for bakeries and other kinds of things in New York and the other day we were queuing at another bakery I won't say which one it was and it was like military you know like it was like get in this line wait over there I didn't call you yet and you know it was like this unpleasant experience where I was like I don't want to be queuing for this thing right um you know whereas like when you go to Levain it's like "Eh, it's a pleasure like we're all hanging out I think there's a bench outside the 74 Mm -hmm. one so you sit on there when you're at that point in the queue you know (laughs) like it's just like this is great I'm really happy to be down here in this like sweaty little bakery with 20 other people (laughs) all waiting for our chocolate cookies funny story one time before we opened the store at 351 and the lines at 74th Street were crazy. And it was causing some tension in the neighborhood. And so we were always trying to keep like, and I walked out to go to the bank and it was a really hot summery day. And the second the <laughs> line was way down the street. And I was like, oh. And so the, all of a sudden this window opens above the line and this guy without a shirt on, probably Australian, has a, <laughs> had, had like a sun like thing around his head. I think he might have been Drinking yeah, a bit. maybe a little bit. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like a legionnaire's hat? Is that what you mean? Like a hat like, with a flap? Well, you know those Statue of Liberty styrofoam things? Oh, okay, except okay. it was yeah. except it was a sun. Got so it. he sticks his head out this full like half his body out the window and he goes, Give me body. a C. And the, and the, and the people <laughs> oh, on the street go, C. I was like, oh no. <laughs> he went through this whole thing. It was thing, so cute. And then everyone's going, cookies. It was really yeah. fun. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. It was fun. Nice. That's amazing. And you mentioned your staff before as well that you try to yeah. create a great atmosphere. You must have like the best most delicious parties and everything here with your staff. We do know we how do. to have fun, I think. <laughs> we have an incredible staff. Really? What's a day in the bakery like? Oh, just filled with dancing and singing and yeah. they're all everyone's friends. We've got several we, marriages. Um, we have a lot of talent. Like a lot of people have oh, have yeah. other creative so careers talented. as well. Like oh. singing, dancing, acting. So they They bring that to the bakery. Bring, yeah. 
so many years in, I don't know how many years in to your business, then like Instagram came up and like, obviously like by the sounds of things, it, it, this happened by accident, but it's like the most goddamn Instagrammable cookie <laughs> in the world. It's amazing. So did that happen organically? Like did it people did. just start coming and take those like yeah. gooey photos? Like the someone split photos. it in half one day and was like, this one would I be would great I would love to find out who did it the first time. Well, I know. I mean, it's, it's yeah. I Maybe mean, it's, it's iconic. Back on the hashtag far enough. Yeah. I know. <laughs> a month later, we'll, we'll get to the bottom yeah. of it, right? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's a great picture. In front of the logo, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah it's amazing. So we touched on Iron Man earlier. I mean, that's just got to be the best story ever that you guys kind of like came from doing Iron Mans. I want to call them Iron Women's now. That's that we're all good. I like together. that. Iron people, right? You came from doing Iron People um, to making these amazing cookies. So like, what did doing Iron People show you or teach mm, you? So much. Yeah. I mean, I think that you have such a feeling of accomplishment when you finish something like that because it challenges you mentally and physically and I think it can be as challenging as you want it to be but just actually doing it you feel really like there were many times in the bakery where we're like okay this is our like bakery Ironman we can do this you know it's been 15 hours and we still have you know this much to do gotta be back here tomorrow but we can do it like we knew we could do it because we knew if we could finish that race, we could do anything. Like, nothing would ever seem unattainable. Yeah, there are times, like, in Iron Man, I think it is very challenging. <laughs> but, no, but, it can yeah. be. Oh, I know, yeah. but, like, super mentally challenging, you know, where yeah. it's like, now it's dark, you're all alone, you know, you've got a little light strip in your hand, and you've got seven miles to go. Just put your head down and just keep going. One and, foot in front of the right, other. And many, many, many times we would say that to each other, just like, just be quiet, put your head down, <laughs> just keep going, you know, and just like get through it. And it's a mantra that's really kind of been an underlying like theme of our accomplishment. You know, yeah. like we was, quitting is never an option. No, so. I don't think either one of us has ever yeah. quit or thought about it. And it's almost like if you went through that together, it's not surprising that you've never had issues in business together because, you know, that is such a huge mental and physical thing to have gone through and, like, yeah. support each other through. And, and that's probably where, like, a lot of your trust for each other mm -hmm. um, kind that's of originated from. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And I think that, like, even having the desire to want to undertake that, there's a lot of similarities in your core just wanting to even, like, get involved in that. Yeah. So for me, it was a real, like, life lesson. It was really fun, though. It was. It was awesome. Yeah. Would you recommend it? I totally. would. Yeah. yeah. I would recommend that. But you don't have to take it that far. You could do mm. short, like half Ironman. It's like a four to five, maybe six hour race for most people. And it's Just really... Just a lazy six. But it's really, it's really manageable. Like, it's an obtainable goal. And it's really fun. And you feel it like so, like, you've really accomplished something. For you guys becoming like such an iconic brand, that's obviously like such a dream. How long did it feel like it took to become iconic? Or do you, I mean, do you know that you're so iconic now? I think we know because people tell us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think for me, it really started to around 2015, 2016. You know, we were doing great from, you know, like mid 2000s. But to the point of causing a stir, I would say for me it was like around then with the, the huge lines. I think that also 
like we're often just too busy and don't stop to think about like what we've created and I think we have to try to stop more and think about that because I think when we do stop it's like wow this is amazing and then you know you you've had this business now for how many I want to say like 24 is that 24 24 24 December so you've had this business for 24 ish years we're really young when we started (laughs) (laughs) And then it seems like it was kind of like, you know, the business looked a certain way up until maybe like a couple of years ago. And then now you're really like expanding and you're talking about opening this Mm -hmm. NoHo store. And I read about a Boston one, maybe. Maybe Chicago did I read about? Maybe. Um, Maybe. So like what, what has kind of been the driver for you now? It seems like, you know, to really like go hard on this like growth kind of opening lots of stores and things. Well, a year and a half ago, we took on investment. Before that, it was just Connie and I. So we had funded everything ourselves and it was really, we didn't have a huge management team. You know, we had kind of a core group of people who'd been with us for a long time and like the four or five of us would work in the stores that we had and we'd open a new store when we felt like everything was really under control in the store we had or the stores we had. So it was a very slow growth, but we had dreams of, opening more and doing more but at that pace we weren't going to be able to do it and also it's hard for people working at the bakery to see a clear path for their growth because it was so slow so we met an amazing group of investors the stripes group and just kind of fell in love with them they're very different from other investment companies and we just felt like it was a great match so We teamed up and things are moving more quickly now. We still don't want to have stores all over. We want to be really super selective and have them in places that we're really excited about, places that we fantasized about. And you said that like these are different to other investors. Had you been approached before by other investors? I think that's really interesting. Yeah, Yeah. we've been approached, especially, you know, in the past 10 years. Yeah, a lot. A lot. With some of the people, we actually got quite far in discussions. But this is another thing, going back to our shared core value, and we both came to the same dis- conclusion that this person or this group just wasn't right for us. They weren't the right fit. Because yeah. we would say, how can someone want to either buy the bakery or make an investment in the bakery when they've not stepped foot in the bakery? All they're doing is looking at a spreadsheet. Yeah. And m- money was never our big driver. So this private equity group was completely different. You know, they had been watching us for several years coming into the bakeries. And then when they made the investment, they were, you know, and even before that, they were working in the bakery and it was just something, they loved the brand and it was just a totally different feeling and just felt like it was a great fit. Well, they wanted to know what our vision was, what we wanted to do, like how we could work together. And they really meant it. And we've always said, like we've had, managers in the bakery who we actually parted ways with because they were too focused on the numbers because it's like our feeling was that if you have great people and you make a great product and do the best possible job you can do and make your customers happy then the numbers are going to happen that just follows naturally but if you don't have a good product and you don't have great people you're not going to have a good business. Mm, That's so true. And we've definitely found with our brand as well is like 
you have the best outcomes when you're collaborating with people who really like believe in mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. respect and understand the brand. And that sounds Absolutely. like exactly what, what yeah. you guys are kind of saying. And that's so true. Like for us going into retailers and things like that, like when we have a buyer who loves our shoes and really gets it, we're like, this makes so much sense and we're going to do epic things together compared yeah, to like absolutely. square peg round hole. Like sometimes in your gut, you just know that it's not right. That's right. Yeah. 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 In your gut, you say that like that's come into play so much, you know, just kind of know instantly like all kinds of things like this is right. This is wrong. Like you got to follow that. Yeah. And we were lucky to share that you know, that feeling and not have, oh, I want to do that and the other one doesn't. It, it just, we always felt the same way. Yeah, because it can be so tempting, like, now that we've started to experience a bit of growth with our shoe label, we're getting a lot of requests, you know, sure. like, can I have these yeah. samples for this fashion show? Do you want to be in this competition? Do you want to be in this retailer? And it's hard because, yeah. like, it's exciting, you know? Right. You're like, oh, I'm wanted. Like, yeah. I want to go with everything. <laughs> right. But, you know, it kind of takes discipline to be like, mm-hmm. nope, this is the vision, these are our values, and we're only yeah. sticking to these things. Right. Yeah. This is what's it's right important. for us. It's really important. Yeah, yeah, and this group shares that feeling. You know, and they just want to be sure that we want to be sure that the brand doesn't get ruined and, and they feel the same way, which is amazing. So we, important. we want to go places where, you know, our customers want us to be like we opened on the Upper East Side this summer. And that was amazing because we've had so many people on the Upper East Side asking for years, like, when are you coming? When are you coming? You know, we've met them from the Hamptons. They come to the Upper West Side. And it's been so much fun to be over there which is another reason we're super excited to go down to NoHo because we've had so many people from downtown coming up for years, like, come downtown. So what you're saying is if we keep saying come to Melbourne. You are right. It might yes, actually happen. 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 Well, while we're on that note, we also today thought it was really important that we put in a very, very firm request that we would love a vegan version of your cookie. So our shoes are actually vegan. Oh, so we have are. Yeah. Oh, so I didn't know that. We are not wow. vegan. So, you know, we eat all desserts. On behalf of the rest of them, on behalf exactly. of our community, we <laughs> felt it was important that we just put in, just plant the little seed that we feel like a vegan version of Levain would be out of this world. Okay. It's heard. <laughs> do, you know that, do you know that we have a gluten-free version that we worked on for a long time and we launched it like... A year ago now, I think. Mm-hmm. Has it been a year? So. Oh, amazing. Maybe. Yeah. And it's, you know what? It's really good. Like, I wouldn't choose it over a regular one, but I don't have to be gluten-free. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm just, like, so inspired by your story and you guys are so humble and the way you've just like really worked so hard brought this incredible work ethic that obviously came from even before you know back in your iron people days that we've now (laughs) renamed it and slow and steady kept your eye on the prize not gotten lost in you know even when we ask you about celebrities you're like we don't we don't want to talk about that you know (laughs) like just like one cookie at a time is so awesome. So we we always end all of our interviews with some quick fires. It was funny when we were writing yours, though, because it was really hard to get them away from cookies because we just did have so many questions. So these first few are about cookies. So how many Levain cookies do you think that you've eaten to date? <gasps> oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> I could probably figure it out. I figure, like, at least half a cookie a day for, you know, how many years? Amazing. You do the math. Do you still yeah. eat half a cookie every day? I try to limit myself to half, but yeah, I do. I, I, like I said, I have to have dessert after every meal, and you know, I love our cookies. I still do. I'm happy to say. 
Do you know how many Vaden? I could probably count because, you know, my mother's sitting here on my shoulder. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> I love them, but I... I okay, I'm, we're not going to get you to think about that. Though. I know. I'm, Do you have a tip on a favorite New York restaurant that only locals know about? So I had just had my birthday last week, and there's a restaurant that I really want to go to that I've given a lot of people gift certificates to called King. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so it's... It's supposed to be amazing. Female chefs. Yeah, female chefs. Really, like, interesting. They don't have, and they menu, don't have a tiny, printed menu. Oh, tiny. Cool. Every day. They change it every day. Yeah. That's it's tough. Like, mm. Okay, we'll have to check it out. Yeah, check yeah. it out. I think For sure. it's a good one. What is your favorite Levain cookie flavor? Uh, mm, well, I have to say chocolate chip almond because it's classic. But I really, mm. like, I love the dark chocolate peanut butter and the chocolate chocolate with vanilla ice cream. And... I know oatmeal is always my last choice, but then I have it, and I was like, this is really good. I should have this one. <laughs> I know. So equal first place on all four. I have to say, I'm always about a, a plain chocolate chip cookie. Like, I would usually go just like the regular, mm-hmm. but when I had your chocolate chocolate, I was like, I'm in heaven. Like, I, I actually think that's my favorite. That's great. Every time I eat a flavor, I'm like, this is my favorite. And then I have a bite of the other one, and I'm like, oh, no, this is my favorite. And then I just can't. I I agree. It's too good. What is your next physical challenge that you are planning, if any? Hmm. I think that I just want to try to get back into close to that Iron Man shape someday. (laughs) We were saying, it's funny, because after working literally pretty much every day for the past like 23 years and really accomplishing something, you know, and like getting to this point where I never really thought we would ever get. And having, thank God, finished Iron Man, because if I hadn't, (laughs) then I'd have to say, I've got to go do Iron Man again and finish it. So that I was saying to Pam a couple weeks ago, I said, this might change, but right now I just want to be fit and I just don't feel right now in my life that I have anything that I need to prove, which kind of feels really good. It feels good. really good, yeah. It feels I like maybe I can that. just, like, take a breath and relax for a minute. It sounds like you, you spend so much time together. It's so nice. <laughs> we oh, my goodness. Well, we, we've spent more time together in the last, like, year and a half than we have in a long time. Because before that, we were sort of spread and, you know, you do this, you do that, and now we're working a little more closely together on some projects. So mm, that's so nice. Yeah. Last one: if you could open a Levain anywhere in the world, where would it be? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what we wanted to hear. Trick question. Right? <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. It's been so awesome to chat to you. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. Thank it's you for great. coming to see us and for sitting in this such a tiny pleasure. warm room <laughs> for an hour. Perfect recording studio. I've got to say, that was a serious dream of mine to sit down with those two women. Like, they make some freaking ridiculous cookies. They really do. And I think the best thing to come out of this was that we got to eat so many cookies during the interview and they sent us home with a box of like 15 cookies. It was pretty amazing. Plus, they were so warm and lovely, just like the cookies that they make. Yeah. And they took us on a tour of their bakery, which was so incredible. And also like... 
we're interviewing some amazing people and it's fair enough that they kind of like, you know, just allot us a specific amount of time. You know, I can only do 45 minutes, whatever it might be. Connie and Pam were so lovely. They literally would have let us sit there all afternoon if we had wanted to, you know, like they were just like so super chilled and warm and delicious, just like the cookies they've created. Also, thanks to their PR, Pam, who was absolutely lovely to deal with and she helped organize this interview. So if you did like this episode, there are a few things you can do to help get the word out. We so appreciate when you guys do this. You can leave us a review. You can leave us five stars in your podcast app and you can share the episode with a friend who you think might like to listen to it and also DM us on Instagram your thoughts on the episode. We always love to see where you're listening from and what you got out of it. So next week on the podcast, we va, va, boom. do we have something for you guys? Va, va, boom. I like your choice of words there. Guys, we have played this one real cool. We haven't even like teased it. We haven't even told you. But basically next week on the podcast, we have the one and only Dita Von Teese. Who is currently embarking on her Australia-wide tour. So what better time to release this episode? So she is the most fabulous burlesque dancer, model, costume designer, entrepreneur, singer, and actress. Oh my goodness. She's so many things. She's also just the warmest, loveliest human being. As if you're so surprised, take a listen. Listen, I'm not a great dancer. You know, I never was. Otherwise, I probably would have been a ballerina. I'm not a great dancer. If I had been a great dancer, I wouldn't be a burlesque dancer. I wouldn't have taken this path. I probably would have done something else. So I'm grateful in a lot of ways that I was not a good enough dancer to be in the ballet companies or other dance companies. It's like (laughs) turning lemons into lemonade here because it wouldn't have made me be like, I don't think I'll be a stripper. But I, I guess it kind of like, connects me to people when I see other people that are different. That will be on next week right here on your favorite podcast, I hope. And in the meantime, we hope you have the most wonderful week. Hopefully we'll see you at David Jones on Thursday. Hopefully you'll be getting some incredible paired X how to live eyewear on your eyes on Friday and we'll see you soon. Bye. 